Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hi, (laughs) welcome to Living Box Free. We are back in our series starting over dot dot dot. Again. again. Oh my gosh, we're getting so good. We are. Just as we start to end it. Yeah. Uh, starting over again, we are talking about New Year's, all those things that maybe we've got goals around. We're trying to improve in our life. Today, we're specifically going to talk about technology. Mm-hmm. Whether we realize it or not, technology is all around us, potentially distracting us right now as we're listening to this podcast. I bet most people, <laughs> when we said we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, would not have put technology on the list. Yes. I, I I think most people, this is not on the list, potentially after 2020, I could see a lot of people having That's this true. on their list. You're right. In 2020. Because technology took over so much of how we communicate yeah. when we couldn't face-to-face. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about it. First, what is on the rise for you this week, Ash? Well, it's almost my birthday. Yay! Yay! Getting and better with age. I know. I surely am. <laughs> and my roommate is taking me snowboarding. That is so exciting. I'm so excited. And this is in Michigan? Yes. Okay, it's in Michigan. Yeah. I don't really know the details. She's in charge. That's exciting. part of the gift. I don't have to think about it. So I am stocking up on, you know, cold weather gear. I still have the uh, same, like, snow coat, winter outdoor coat Mm. that I had when I was 13. So I'm wondering, do I need, like, a different ski jacket? Probably not. But I do need gloves Mm. and, you know, pants. I don't know. No, just do it without pants. Just, <laughs> just. <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to follow up on that. <laughs> so that's what's on the rise for me. Looking for your cold weather gear. What about you? That is so exciting. That'll be fun. What's on the rise for me this week is fancy meats. What is that? What mean? is that? I I am all about the animal based protein. That I love love getting my meats. However, <laughs> this this first <laughs> month. All of January, the only meat I ate was crock pot chicken because we're another goal of ours. We've talked about this saving money and finances and chicken so cheap. And and I'm just so much busier now with the baby. So I just throw it all in the crock pot with like some barbecue sauce or honey mustard. And that is literally all of January. That's what we ate besides eggs and egg whites. I understand on Saturday I made a lot of chicken and I put it over either pasta or rice and I made a whole bunch of meals and just stuck them in the fridge and it was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Should I have chicken with rice or chicken with pasta? <laughs> what side chicken with rice like or chicken. chicken with pasta? Oh, how about chicken with rice? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! So adventurous. So you get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So Tristan and I, we actually splurged this week and we bought some like different meats that are like like turkey burgers that have seasoning in wow. them. And yeah. So it's been a nice week. Back so to crock pot chicken <laughs> after this. There went our budget. <laughs> For the whole month. Those fancy meats. <laughs> so today, as we talk about technology, <laughs> fancy meats, perfect transition. Yeah. As we talk about technology, we're going to hit on three key elements. First, of course, there are benefits. What are some of those benefits to technology? Second, we'll talk about common pitfalls of technology. Some of these, you might be like, wow, that's so me. And it's okay, because we most of us have something yeah. 
that Absolutely. technology is I mean, not I was kind of well. freaked out writing this oh, information yeah. down, doing this research. I believe it. And then finally, what are some best practices, some pro tips as we make sure that we are ruling our technology and using it to better us and that we're not letting it take over us or rule us? Yeah. So let's jump into just quick, what are some benefits? We do not want this to be a bash technology session. Clearly there are benefits to technology, obviously. Yes. I think the key one that comes to mind, especially during a pandemic, is connecting with people, staying Mm -hmm. connected. I mean, being able to FaceTime on Christmas, being able to FaceTime for birthdays. I, I like semi babysat over FaceTime. Oh, that's like my niece and nephews. And I mean, they, my sister was in the house. She just wasn't in the room. So things like that, where it allows us to connect in ways that we just can't otherwise. Yeah. Which you're right. Like this last year that was so needed. Yeah. And uh, other, other key attributes that technology can give us. My number one is calendar. Mm. I love having my calendar synced on my phone, on my computer, ashes in my office. You can see, I also have a calendar on the wall just in case, but like for the longest time before I really committed to the electronic calendar, Tristan and I would just all the time we'd be confused and he'd be like, what you scheduled something this Saturday. I scheduled something this Saturday. So now getting to share those calendars, share invites, that's a game changer for organizing our life and making sure we don't forget important things. I mean, gathering information. I've said before, Google is my best friend, even gathering information for this podcast on technology was done by technology. I didn't go to the <laughs> library and get out some reference book. I got yeah. on technology and I Googled it. When we went to the zoo together for someone's birthday, one of our friend's birthdays, yeah. we asked so many questions and Ash is like, oh, well, let me look that up. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, our parents would have loved to have had that. I remember those encyclopedias. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They used to use. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, technology, so many benefits. And, and I mean, we're just talking about things that we use in our day to day life. Obviously, There's technology out there that's advanced the way that we do surgeries or medical capabilities. And, and I mean, gosh, my, both my grandparents have like pacemakers and I mean, it's just amazing how technology has improved certain ways that we connect in our life or organize our life, but then also just making our lives longer. Yeah. So technology, you're really cool. It's great. Yes, it's great. Now let's talk about okay, what does it look like, especially coming off the year of 2020 when we didn't have face-to-face and we went to technology so much and there's people who had no nowhere else to to voice their opinion or their frustration than technology. Okay, what are some of those pitfalls? Like how has technology potentially hurt us, whether it's productivity, mental health, um, feeling isolated? So let's talk about (laughs) what are some of those common pitfalls? Well, let's just start with, I think some numbers are helpful. So let's just start with uh, 52 minutes a day is the average spent on TikTok. That's the average TikTok user's time spent on the app, 52 minutes a day. I feel like as we hear this, this is going to be so like convicting. Anytime someone's like, I don't have time to work out. Yeah. I don't have time to meal prep. And then you're yeah. like, oh gosh, I spent 52 minutes on this. So one we'll get app. to we'll get to attention hijacking later. Because oh that's gosh. the thing I learned about today, which is terrifying. But oh. anyway, <laughs> yes. So that's just a real quick glimpse. Um, we are spending now, since the pandemic started, we are spending 23 on average, 23 extra minutes a day on our smartphones. Mm-hmm. 
Which, I mean, that makes total sense. Like we said, we're trying to stay connected. We're trying to watch the news. We're trying to see what the rules are for going out. We're trying, you know, like it makes total sense. But it is something to be aware of. Uh, So there's some debate on the average amount of time on our smartphones. In 2019, the number was for, on average, for an American, three hours and six minutes a day on your smartphone. That's an average. That was before the pandemic. That was before the pandemic. Uh, do, I, I'm assuming this isn't counting phone calls, or does it count phone calls? Um, is this just like on apps and things? You know, I don't know the answer to yeah, that. That's curious. a great question that I will have to Google later. <laughs> Use technology. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, and then uh, TV watching, also a little bit difficult to track because of the difference between streaming and cable now. Mm. But in 2017, the average watching of TV was three hours and 58 minutes a day. A day? A day. Oh, I thought that was going to be a week. A day. Woo. Average. That's like four hours. It is like four hours. Wow. Yes. Two minutes short of four hours. That was in 2017. So binge watching, I don't know, I hadn't thought about this, but binge watching wasn't even a thing prior to 2012. Oh, that makes sense because you, you, you couldn't just go watch everything. You couldn't. And even the difference of moving from DVDs to digital made a huge difference because with the DVD, you have to get up and, you know, if you want to go from episode four to episode five, you got to get up and put the DVD in. Wow. But now you don't. You just tell Netflix you're still watching. Rude that it even asked. <laughs> and then you keep watching. Is it judging me? So get me? this. In, t- in the summer of 2013, all the episodes to season four of Arrested Development were released on Netflix at once. 10% of their viewers watched the entire season in 24 hours. Wow. Was this over a weekend? How'd they do that? Exactly. Oh. I mean, I, I confess, I stayed home the other evening and I watched the entire first season of Superstore. I love that show. <laughs> we both like the same show. Hey, this is a miracle. This never happened. Okay, it's we'll hilarious. talk about that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll come back to it. I've only watched the first season, but it was in one night. Yes. So binge watching, it's a thing now. And the, okay, this one scared me. The average American spends 11 hours and 54 minutes a day, so that's almost 12 hours, connected to some sort of media. TV, phone, radio. So if you have music playing, if you have a TV going in the background, you have some sort of media going on. 12 hours a day on average. I could see, I could see that because I listen to music a lot. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I do too. I always have something going. It's very rare that I'm sitting in total silence unless I'm reading. So we just have this constant stimulation and constant input. And so it, it starts to wear down on our ability to focus and our ability to actually be introspective and think through things like setting goals, like figuring out, you know, how we're feeling. We're, we're getting worse and worse at knowing how we're feeling because we don't have time to sit and focus on it. We always have some sort of other stimulation coming in. So those are the those are the numbers that kind of freaked me out. Um, so there is a lot of back and forth. I couldn't find something on attention span because everyone says our attention spans are getting shorter. That's actually pretty task based. So it depends on what task you're doing um, in terms of how long our attention span is. So for most tasks, our attention span still is about 15 seconds, which does not sound very long, but that's the human average. I keep hearing, I've heard multiple people, and I don't know what study this is, but they say our attention span is less than that of a goldfish. Yeah, which is funny. Okay, see, I went down this rabbit hole you on did? Google today. Okay. Because goldfish are not necessarily short-term. They, like, they don't have memory issues. Hmm. So 
It's actually us with the memory issues, not the goldfish. What was that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're funny, hilarious. Funny in my head. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so the fact that we have all this information coming through, all this stimulation, we are connected to some sort of media 12 hours a day on average, which means that for some of us it's more than that, which is scary. It means we don't have, we don't, we're never bored, which means we don't try new things typically. Because when you're bored is when you're like, hey, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to try writing. I'm going to try music. I'm going to try crocheting. Exactly. And so you don't get to explore possible strengths. You get don't get to explore new hobbies because you can just sit there on Instagram and scroll. That's all you got to do. So then attention hijacking. This is a term I learned in preparation for this podcast. So basically, <laughs> it's that concept of you get on your phone to do something and then 10 minutes 30 minutes, two hours later, you're like, wait a minute, what did I get on here to do? That's attention hijacking. Yeah. So something on your phone, something on your device, on your computer caught your attention successfully because they're trying to successfully caught your attention and pulled you away from whatever path you were already on. It's called attention hijacking. And it's a thing that they try to do, which makes sense. That's how they make money. I get it. Not bashing the companies, not bashing the apps, Mm -hmm. just something to be aware of. Yeah. I did find a quote that this attention hijacking made me think of. Yes. Or I guess technology in general, but you can't do big things if you're distracted by the little things. Yeah. And so all these little, I mean, it's not, it's not really important, right? TikTok, all these little videos, you can't do the big important things or those big goals if you're always distracted by the little things. And there's nothing inherently wrong with TikTok. There's nothing inherently wrong with any of the stuff we're talking about. Like we said, lots of benefits. It's just being aware of how much of your time and your attention that's taking. Oh, the next thing is about sleep, which I have more stats on that we'll get to later. But basically, technology disrupts our sleep patterns. For the longest time, I was so against having a TV in our room. Mm -hmm. And it actually, it was this last year, I think. Yeah, it was this last year. Tristan convinced me to get a TV for our room. And we don't use it that often. And when we do, I don't sleep as well. Yeah. Uh, And so it is, yeah, whether it's watching TV, having one in your room or the whole blue light, right? Like looking at your phone or looking at a computer right before bed. I mean, there's so much research that shows. So let's just talk about that right now since since we're here. So we, there are many studies that show that we are more susceptible to advertisement and, um, influence when we're tired. When Your willpower the, is less. When are yeah. you the most tired? When you're in bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? And so you're watching TV in bed, you're much more likely, or in your room, you're much more likely to be susceptible to advertisement or influence, which is kind of crazy. So if you're like, wow, I was watching TV last night as I was lying in my bed and they sold me a new mattress, I just called them right up. There's a reason <laughs> infomercials run at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not during the day. Yeah, I know. So there's that. Um, I discovered that children with TVs in their bedroom score lower on tests in school on average. Totally believe it. Yeah. Which is not just about, you might be listening to this and be like, yeah, my kids don't have a TV in their bedroom. But if you have a TV in your bedroom, that's going to influence them and set an example for them. So uh, So think about that. Important (laughs) fact here. Are you ready for this one? Couples who keep a TV in their bedroom have half as much sex as those who don't. Man, where was that stat when I was trying to exactly. tell Tristan we didn't need a Come TV on, in our room? 
<laughs> what do you like better? <laughs> ESPN. We'll save that for a non-podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a different conversation. ESPN. Yeah, you picked that over me. <laughs> So light emitting sources keep the brain stimulated. Yeah, Becky was just talking about that. Like the blue light reduces the melatonin. And so it basically tells your brain to stay awake. So those are the reasons not to have a TV in your bedroom. Those were for later if we got to it. But evidently we're covering that. We just right jumped in the right in. Yeah. <laughs> right here. So there we go. So that's a, I mean, that's a pretty good list of pitfalls. Yeah. Some of the common pitfalls. Yeah. I mean, and we talk about distraction time. We didn't even touch on what is it doing to your mental health? Yeah. Is it making you happy or not? Comparison syndrome. Yes. You're comparing your worst moments to other people's best moments. Yes. So two, two key questions. We're going to jump into what are best practices. Two key questions to ask yourself around the technology in your life. First one, is this moving me towards my goals? For example, we talked about calendars. <clears throat> Absolutely. Having my digital calendar, that moves me towards my goals because I'm scheduling those yeah. things in. However, I'm sure there's things that aren't, like TikTok. Nope, nope, doesn't move me towards my goals at all. Second question, does this make me a better person? And by better person, it doesn't have to mean like, oh my gosh, my IQ, well, IQ's fixed, sorry. Oh, oh my gosh, my emotional intelligence has <laughs> improved. No, we're not saying that yeah. necessarily, but it's is it making you happier? Are you happier because you spent that time on Instagram or like Ash just said, are you actually more drained or more sad because you're having, you know, fear of missing out or you're comparing your life to theirs or you see, you know, some drama or some friend who vents about something and it's the opposite opinion of yours. So is it making you happy or not? Is yeah. it making you a better person or not? And I would even throw that in there for, I mean, we keep kind of bashing, side bashing on TikTok. If that's making you happy for short periods of time, by all means, throw yeah. it in there. If that's actually adding to you, to the well-being of your day. Yes. Yep. So those are two key questions. We're going to go through some of those most common devices in our life and what are some best practices or tips yeah. that you can implement for those. First one, I, we kind of lumped phone and iPad into the same category here iPhone, and you, you might already do some of these. There's the health app on your iPhone. This is where you can actually schedule. <laughs> this is where you can actually schedule your sleep. She spelled iPad wrong, and it says iPad. <laughs> I might have been distracted. <laughs> <laughs> might have been on technology. It's just a fad. <laughs> uh, so I, I love having this uh, the sleep schedule on my iPhone. Yeah. And I, I enjoy, instead of waking up to an annoying sound like, I enjoy waking up to like a nice gradual buildup mm -hmm. in a song. So that's that's what I do. And it's a better way to start my day. And I love that it has do not disturb. I changed it. My do not disturb before baby used to start at like 930. Now it starts at like 815. Yeah. Because I don't want to be distracted. And I need that time to not be interrupted. And if you need to use your phone, you can still use your phone. Yes. If you're like, oh, I got to send this text or I'm going to forget then you just pick it up and you use it, but it won't distract you by sending you notifications. Yes. So that's one of my favorite practices. Mine goes from 10 PM to 8 AM. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, other, other things, notifications on your phone. Oh yeah. That was huge for me. This last November, social media became something that was not making me a better person. And I turned off notifications on my phone. And actually this week, I had my phone got totally wiped and it got all new. It's like my work slash personal phone. And I didn't have the apps for Facebook or Instagram on my phone either. Yeah. 
And I will say when I talk to people, they're like, oh, did you see this in my story? I was like, no. And I did feel somewhat guilty. But at the same time, it was so nice to yeah. not have any, like I couldn't even get to it on my phone. I had to go to a computer. Yep. I had so much more time to be in the present moment. I erased Facebook from my phone for that re- same reason. Yeah. So I still have Instagram, but that's mostly for work at this point. But And it's just yeah. easier Instagram on your phone. It is. Yes. Yes. So, so those are two options. If you don't want to go cold turkey, you can turn off notifications so mm-hmm. they don't pop up and distract you. Or if you really want to spend less time, highly encourage you to just take those apps off your phone. Yeah. Go to a computer. You, yeah, you have to be more intentional about it. You have to get your computer out. You have to log in. That's yeah. the other thing. Log out when you're done because it takes an extra step to log oh, back in. That's a great tip. Yeah. And I got to remember all my passwords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help. We we haven't even talked about phone usage when it comes to like social gatherings. One of the things Tristan and I really try to do when we get a date night is keep our phone in our pur- purse. Yeah, keep it in your purse, Tristan. <laughs> but keep the, like I keep it in my purse. Normally I put his in my purse too. And we just don't even look at them. And we have the best intentional conversation. Yeah. Getting out of our house, going somewhere. Um, and it could be a picnic or it could be a, even a walk. Like I love some of our quote unquote dates are just walking without phones and talking. Yeah. So so also think where do you want to not be distracted in your relationships and leave the phone? Yeah. Don't take it with you. Or just leave it in your bag or leave it in your car or whatever. Yes. You don't even need it. Let's talk about smartwatches. So smartwatches. So I have an Apple Watch, as we said in the last episode. The first thing I did when I got my Apple Watch was turn off all my notifications. Because they just come in like crazy. You get notifications when you get a text. You get notifications when you meet a goal. You get all these things. So now all I get is... If one of my friends, and I only have like three friends on the Apple Watch, so if one of my three friends <laughs> finishes a workout, I get a notification so that I can send them like, a, hey, you did a great job, or wow, you suck, or whatever, whatever I want to say. Um, so those are the notifications that I get. Since I started my new job, it automatically added my Microsoft stuff, like the Teams notifications, and I get those on my watch. And I haven't turned it off yet. And I feel more, much more anxious, especially outside of work hours, because I'm seeing those emails come in. I'm seeing those messages come in. And I need it. I need to fix it. Yes. I have certain people who have told me they love, they're like, oh, I just love getting notifications on my phone. And one of the things I appreciate that you mentioned, Ash, is the only notifications that you get are when your friends work out. Mm-hmm. And it, that that tells me that's connected to what matters to you, your values, your virtues, relationships, friendships. So there are ways if it's connected to your values for it to be positive. What I would encourage you, if you're one of those people, it's like, oh, I love getting notifications on my phone. Ask yourself, because I see this all the time, if if relationships or you know quality time with people is important to you, how often are you distracted or looking down at those notifications when you're with people? And what is that portraying to them? Yeah, because I have been on that receiving end where people, they look down and laugh and they chuckle. Then you're like, what is it? And then it totally throws off your conversation. Mm -hmm. And the fact you're looking down, I'm feeling like you're not as interested in our conversation or I'm not as important as whoever just texts you. Yeah. So, so those are things to think about that maybe you don't, maybe you find it fun and entertaining, but you're like, oh gosh, every time, yeah, I look down, my husband gets annoyed because he thinks I'm not listening. Yeah. So your attention is on what you value, whether you mean to value that or not, that's what you're choosing to value at the moment. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Computers. Computers. I mean, this is basically some of the same stuff. You can turn off your notifications. I always say no to like pop up notifications or notifications in my browser because I'm like, no, y'all, if I want to know if I got email, I'm going to go and check my email. Yes. I don't, you don't need to. I had someone this week, um, she wanted to meet with me next week. She sent me two emails a day, every day this week. And I was like, this is not necessary. <laughs> not necessary. No. <laughs> we we already talked about the phone, but one of the things computer wise, yeah, we, we email so much. Don't forget you can call. Yeah. And you true. can talk to another human. Yep. Uh, so, and actually, yeah, sometimes, obviously, we have Skype, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, all of that stuff to do virtual calls. Uh, and that's and that's good. I would encourage people who are working from home, who are sitting all day, and I I I try to do this. Are there any calls where you can message that person or schedule it and say, "Hey, let's call my phone instead of Zoom, and we're gonna walk and talk." Mm-hmm. For me, working from home, that is huge. Yeah. And there are certain one-on-one conversations I don't need to share my screen. I, and I I love your face, but. <laughs> Let's just talk. And I am actually more focused talking on the phone than I am sitting behind my computer where I can multitask because I have two yep. monitors. Yes. I tend to multitask on calls a lot. And I've found that something that helps me is getting something to play with with my hands. So a, a Rubik's Cube mm-hmm. or something else like that where I can, it distracts me just a little bit enough that I'm not multitasking on something else, but I can focus on the call. Yeah. Here's another cool tip I actually heard today from one of the calls I was on this morning for for work. And they said their organization, this is an Elenco, it's a different company. Um, their organization has this new policy where calls need to be 25 minutes or 45 minutes. Hmm. There's no 30 or 60 minute yeah. anymore. And yeah. so trying to reframe that so they're being more efficient with their time. Obviously, if you're like calling to catch up, that's different. Right. But trying to make it where, cause like you're talking about multitasking. I know some p- times I feel like the only way I can do my job is if I multitask because yep. I'm on calls all day. Yep. And so that's something else maybe you can try in your organization is, Hey, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It could be 40 minutes. Do not feel like you have to stick in the box of 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Nope. Definitely not. TV, television. My so- grandma calls it the boob tube. Wow, really? Yeah, have you heard that? I have, but not in, you know, a good 25 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn on the boob tube. <laughs> My schedule's all whopping We're job. We're going to have to put a parental advisory on, <laughs> on this episode. I also, she's like, I didn't know what a sweeper was for the longest time. Uh, she's just like, I'm running the sweeper. I'm oh, like, yeah. Hmm. I think that's an Indiana thing because people do say it here. They're, they're going to oh, sweep yeah. instead of vacuum. Yeah. So anyway, television. <laughs> <laughs> so set some ground rules for yourself. I mean, that's really that's really just a basic thing. Um, you know, I tend to think of, of TV shows in chunks of like, oh, I can watch two short episodes, like a sitcom length episodes or one longer drama episode or something like that. Obviously, I break those rules sometimes because I watched the entire season of Superstore the other night. <laughs> but having those basic ground rules allows you to, con- to to know your priorities and to know that you're not losing your attention to something that you don't really mean to be watching for four hours at a time. I have heard both sides of the spectrum since yes. people have been working from home. Yes. I've heard certain people who admit, they're like, yeah, I just watch TV and answer emails. And then there's the other side of the spectrum. And I, I 
have a ground rule. I'm on this other side of the spectrum where the TV cannot come on at all until it is nighttime. Yeah. Like, because there's something about TV for me that means relaxation and not working. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, I mean, that's, that's a ground rule for me is TV is only nighttime. Even on the weekends, we do not turn on the TV really during the day. And it's usually because we're trying to get a lot of stuff done. Um, But it's, it's like a, a treat yeah. And it's a treat that's, you know, we like to treat ourselves with food. This is a way to treat ourselves that's not, you know, bad food yeah. or or fun food. Um, my my guilty pleasure, we joke, Ash and I don't watch similar things, except for Superstore now. Evidently. Uh, my, <laughs> my guilty pleasure, Wednesday nights, I am so excited to pick up Sawyer and come home before Tristan gets home from the gym and watch The Bachelor. Mm. And I just, one episode of The Bachelor... Sawyer and I always have a good old time <laughs> before dad gets home and that's my treat. And it, it's one of the, once again, like, does, is that making me a better human? Like, is it growing my emotional intelligence or ability to do my job? No, but is it making me happy? It is a, it does. Like it's yeah. a way for me to de de-stress from the day, yeah. forget about things. It's something that's fun. And then, yeah, yeah. I can go talk to other bachelor lovers Yeah, about the crazy ladies. I mean, it's so fun. I hate that show. So, <laughs> but we like Superstore. Yep. And yes. the last one I would throw in here again, a little bit aspirational for me. It's not something I truly follow. But um, my church last last year, two years ago, did a day of technology free day or screen free day, basically, because technology free isn't really feasible. We wouldn't be able to drive or you know mm. use the coffee pot. But a screen free day, we need coffee. <laughs> and my roommate and I built a table that day. We built the dining room table on that day because we weren't using our screens. And you just prep for it. You tell people, hey, I'm not going to be available on Saturday or whatever. Um, so one rhythm that I have heard works really well for people is to do one hour a day, one day a month, and one week a year. So if you can do... And, you know, that week might look like you're checking your phone once a day to make sure no one's died or something, you know. Yes. But if you go on vacation, just to set your screens aside and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to be on my smartphone. I might watch some movies or whatever that looks like for you, again, to make you a happier person. Um, but having that hour a day where you're not looking at a screen, having that day in a month when you're, when you're not thinking about who's calling me, it's weird at first. It's real weird. Yeah. But you get used to it. It feels nice feels free. Something I think is important, what you mentioned, is planning for that. Yes. Because I'm even just sitting here thinking about owning your own business and people needing things. So it's like, for some people, it can be, yeah, hey, I'm not available this day. But for other people, it's still possible. But you have to do maybe a little bit more planning to be like, hey, I'm out this week. You need to contact this person. And if it is an emergency, you can you can call call me or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I do think that's that would be huge for people's mental health. Absolutely. And if a day a isn't feasible, do three hours. Yeah. Just be like, you know what? I'm not going to answer my. F- if someone has to get a hold of you in those three hours, they can come and knock on your door. Yep. You know. Yep. It's still good doable. old fashioned way. Good old fashioned way. Well, we hope that this encouraged you. To yeah, we were a little down on technology. <laughs> there's good and bad, and, there is and good and bad. Once again. Two key things to ask yourself. Do do a personal assessment and ask yourself, one, is this moving me towards my goals? And then two, does this make me a better person? Better, happier. More content. More content. Ask yourself those, life more. Yeah. Ask yourself those questions. And if the answer is no, then what can you do to change that? Yeah. Awesome. 
Thanks for joining us, guys. Next week, we are going to talk about tenacity and grit and how to keep going when the going gets tough. Like duct tape. Like duct tape. Sponsored by duct tape. (laughs) In our dreams. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we hope you'll stick with us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, guys. Bye.